This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Feds get a higher threshold for the amount of gifts they're allowed to accept. Punishments are doled out to two postal employees who violated the Hatch Act. And a group advocating for federal workforce reforms is urging Congress to get started. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal employees are getting an inflation increase when it comes to accepting non-sponsored gifts at widely attended events and those under the Foreign Gifts and Decorations Act. The Office of Government Ethics raised the threshold to $415 from $390 over a three-year period. The final rule raises the dollar thresholds for the first time since May of 2017. The Office of Special Counsel reaches settlements with two federal employees who admitted to violating the Hatch Act. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. A Postal Service sales associate in California admitted to violating the Hatch Act, making political statements to post office customers, and agreed to a 10-day suspension without pay. Meanwhile, a Federal Aviation Administration employee admitted to posting on Facebook and endorsing political candidates while at work. That employee agreed to a 30-day suspension without pay. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The National Commission on Military, National, and Public Service is urging Congress to take swift action on hiring, veterans' preference, and other recruitment challenges in the federal workforce. The commission made 164 recommendations on a wide spectrum of topics, but it made its most recommendations on ways to improve federal hiring. The commission wants government to extend non-competitive eligibility to students who have successfully completed federal internships. Some senators fear the recommendation would hurt the federal government's merit based hiring processes, but the commission says short-term fixes were necessary to address possible brain drain. 18% of the federal workforce is eligible to retire today. Just 6% of employees are under the age of 30. Congress is largely impressed with the strides the Veterans Affairs Department made to boost telehealth during the pandemic. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has more. VA telehealth appointments are up a thousand percent during the health crisis. Bandwidth to support concurrent video telehealth sessions went up nearly fivefold. The department has been conducting around 2,500 video appointments daily before the pandemic. Telehealth visits are up 25,000 a day now. VA is buying tens of thousands of iPads for veterans and providers, webcams, and other equipment to support the sudden telehealth expansion. VA also expanded its telehealth help desk after initial capacity issues. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Now that the State Department has restaffed its passport offices, the government publishing office is following suit. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. GPO plans on restarting the printing and assembly of passports starting July 6th. It's part of Director Hugh Halpern's plan for repopulating the GPO's plants and offices. The agency will continue a pattern of having two production teams working alternating weeks. Other manufacturing operations, such as books, will also restart. But employees who can telework will continue to do so, Halpern said, for the foreseeable future. He called the pandemic the agency's biggest disruption since the Civil War. 
I'm Tom Temin. Households that have not filled out the 2020 census yet will get one last notice in the mail before an enumerator knocks on their door later this summer. The Census Bureau says those households should expect to receive a postcard in the mail reminding them to fill out the census between July 22nd and July 28th. Enumerators will start following up in mid-August. More than 61% of households have responded to the census so far. The 8A Stars 2 government-wide acquisition contract is back and open for new business. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with details. The General Services Administration is raising the ceiling of its popular IT services contract by $7 billion. GSA had to limit new work under 8A Stars 2 in April after the agency decided the GWAC would hit its $15 billion contract limit in fiscal 2020. By raising the ceiling to $22 billion, GSA is opening the door for 787 small businesses and its agency customers to once again take full advantage of the contract. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Almost two decades after the start of the war in Afghanistan, DOD still faces major challenges in contingency contracting there. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports. In a new audit, the Pentagon's Inspector General looked at a sample of 15 Army contracts and found that all of them violated either federal regulations or Army Contracting Command procedures designed to fight fraud and minimize improper payments. The IG says that's partly because overseas contracting officials dealt with persistent IT problems. Auditors also blame staffing problems that arose out of what they called an improvised hiring and training process for contracting officers in Afghanistan. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Army's garrison commander for Fort Bragg in North Carolina is relieved of his duties. Colonel Philip Swanya was taken off the job late last week by Lieutenant General Douglas Gabram, the leader of the Army Installation Management Command. Swanya was removed from his position due to a loss of trust and confidence in his ability to command. Justin Mitchell, who was the civilian deputy garrison commander at Fort Bragg, will be the acting replacement for the time being. And the Air Force is looking further into racial issues in its ranks. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The Air Force Inspector General will look into racial disparities within the Air Force and the Space Force. The review will be conducted in two phases. The first will look into racial disparity in the uniform military discipline process. The second phase will look at racial disparity in the leader development system. Part of the investigation will involve an anonymous email survey which will be sent out to all airmen. Recent studies have found black and Latino airmen are more likely to be investigated for crimes than their white counterparts. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. (music) 